1: everyone, inside the Celtics Life Podcast, I'm Mark Allison, here with my man Justin Quinn. Since our last pod, the Celtics' unbeaten streak came to a halt at a whopping 16 games. Uh, today we're going to compare that run to some throughout NBA history. We're going to take a look around the league and look at potential playoff teams and some of the lottery-bound teams, since as of now, we're a quarter of the way into the season, so it uh, seems right to get to get an early jump on that. Um We got a little uh, construction going on over at Justin's apartment, but, uh, you know, a little hammering here and there. Sorry about that, guys, but uh, we wanted to get the pot out this beginning of the week on this lovely Monday. Uh, Justin, what's going on, my man?
0: Not too much apart from dodging falling debris.
1: Yeah, man, they've been working on your apartment for like a year now. (laughs) What's up with that?
0: They are not moving very quickly, but, you know, the guy who owns my apartment complex, it's a pretty small one, so he's probably building it as he can afford to pay for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry about that, anyways, guys. But uh, it, it's not too bad. But we'll we'll try to make the best of it, anyways. Um, so, anyways, the uh, the streak finally comes to a close um, on, against the Miami Heat of all teams. Not one of my favorites, but um, you know what are you gonna do? Uh, so, uh, thoughts, Justin? What are your what are your uh, thoughts on the sixteen game win streak?
0: Well, you can't keep digging yourself into double digit holes
1: and expect to. To keep surviving is just not going to work, and finally it didn't. Granted, I don't I don't know exactly how many double digit holes we've been in, but it seems like at, like half of those games almost we were, we were down by at least ten, right? At least kind kind of wild. Um, so what does that what does that tell you about a team that has to come back? I mean, it's nice that they have the ability to come back, and and they sh- certainly show poise down the stretch. You know, games get close, and even with the streak on the line, they came through every time um, except for obviously they fell a little short on a Wednesday night against Miami but um, wh- wh- what do you read into that um, you know what what is that
0: young and mostly undisciplined that's really the long and short of it to to believe in yourself, enough where you will play down to inferior teams and find yourself in a position where you need to dig out of a hole you shouldn't have gotten into in the first place i mean these are the kinds of holes that older veteran teams don't end up in because they know better right you know they know that the 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 friendly bounce is always dependent on luck and you can't you can't run a championship competing team based on luck
1: but at the same time i mean to be able to do it night in and night out and, and come back from that, I mean, it's a little more than luck, though. I mean, right oh, no, it's, no, no, I'm not saying I, that. Sure. Yeah. No, 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 I, I know that. But, I, I, but like, I mean, it, for these young guys especially, I mean, look at guys like Jason Tatum. Even when he's having, like, a rough game, you, you'll notice the fourth quarter comes around, and all of a sudden he, he'll make a couple of key plays. You know, we know what Marcus Smart does with the, the game-changing plays, regardless of his shooting. Uh, Jalen Brown looks, like, uh, poised to be an all-star. And and he's played hitting some huge shots. And and obviously, and this is something that I'd like to dive into a little bit more, maybe next podcast, but Irving has, while you know, we all know what Isaiah did last year in the fourth quarter, the the king in the fourth. I mean that that stretch is just about unrivaled. But at the same time, Kyrie has been every every bit the closer for the Cs.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that all of these guys know what they're capable of. They are hyper-athletic, they are long, they can disrupt passing lanes, they can get the rebounds collectively. All that put together, they know that when they really dig in, they're incredibly difficult to compete against. problem is they're also maybe a little too aware of it and a little too, let's just say that that the... Ability to dig out of those holes probably contributed to their continuing rather than eliminating them in the first place.
1: Now, I was talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day, and I think a lot of what the Celtics have been able to do has a lot to do with the youth based on the fresh legs down the stretch. And another reason, besides them being a young team, um, Brad clearly likes rest, you know, as in like these guys didn't practice for like a month during that streak. I, mean, I think they practiced one time, the whole time. And I was talking to my friend about this the other day because he was asking me about Celtics practices. And I, I said that really they don't practice very often. He, he assumed they practiced every off day, you know? And I, I said, no, I mean, this team, they've only practiced once it, during the whole time they were in that streak, maybe twice now, I'm not sure. But I, I know they practiced two weeks ago for the first time in a month.
0: There's three to four games every week, you know, every week because That London game, they are front-loading the schedule, so there's a lot more, you know, back to backs, a lot more close, like, close-together games in this part of the season. So, what's the point of practicing if you're playing every other
1: day anyway? I mean, like, you really want to beat the
0: crap out of your guys so they start
1: to... No, no. I'm just curious as to how much the Celtics, that differs from other teams, though. I mean, I just... I I think they've got a good balance. I mean, obviously, Coach has and They know what they're doing, you know? And they probably go over a lot of stuff in the shoot-arounds. And I think it's a great idea not to grind the guys down, you know? Um, I think a lot of teams probably take off later in the year. Like, they, they don't practice as much. But, but I think the Celtics practicing as little as they do is, is rarity rather than... Uh,
0: usual the norm. So what what you're saying here is Alan Iverson was ahead of
1: his time. Yeah, it just might have been, right? Practice. You're talking about practice. We are. Um, are. Yeah, I mean well, I mean if your guys know what they're doing, they know the systems. Um and obviously it seems like the Celtics are a well prepared team. They don't need to go over stuff all the time. I don't know. Kudos to Coach Brad, because it's I my thing is I think a lot of it has to do with, yeah, we have guys that are clutched down the stretch, but the the fact that their their legs did they, they just seem fresh at the end of games the 16 game win streak is over and we take a look at in historical uh, you know where the, where that lies in the history of the NBA now unfortunately the longest winning streak of in NBA history belongs to the 71-72 Los Angeles Lakers. It's the first title that the Lakers won in Los Angeles. They had a stacked squad. Uh, that's Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. So unfortunately that that 33 game streak still stands so um we can have that record we have the banners yeah well that's fine but i, I don't like seeing them at the top of any list yeah, unless fair. it's turnovers anyways so <laughs> and then uh, but you know the, so i looked up this on wikipedia which was probably stupid on my part just to get a quick list and uh they had the golden state warriors from a couple of years ago at, listed at 28 and i i'm just saying i thought that li- i thought that was shorter than that it was 24 actually but they carried it over two that's seasons. Which is, to me, that's that's total BS. You don't carry. Yeah, that's that's total nonsense. Really, that there's this twenty-four. So it's really the third um, LeBron's Heat with uh, twenty-seven. The Ray Allen, I think that was the Ray Allen year. Um, they actually won the title that year. They have it at twenty-seven. Um, and then the, the fourth team, and this is an interesting one because this team, uh, Pierce, a couple weeks ago, I did a piece on this um, when we were playing the Warriors compared our team, the the young upstart team on the street playing against the, the defending champions. Now, when Pierce's, the first year we had KG, 07-08, the Celtics ran into the Rockets, and I remember this vividly. It was it was the third leg of the, the Texas Triangle there. We played San Antonio, and I'm pretty sure we swept the whole thing, too. But we ran into uh, the Houston Rockets, the Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming Houston Rockets, on a they were on a 22-game win streak, and we, we dumped them off. I mean, we blew them out of the building, and it was kind of like the – even though the Celtics hadn't won the title yet, they were kind of – I mean, everyone saw them as the best team at the time in the NBA. And, um, you know, the, the veteran guys, even though it was their first year together, um, knocked off the upstart guys. And Pierce was comparing this on um, – uh, what's the ESPN show with Rachel, Rachel Nichols? The um, Jump? The jump—I almost said the bounce. Um, The jump, and he was talking. He was actually on the show with T-Mac, so he was giving him some some gripes about it. But um, you know, comparing that that Celtics team to our Celtics team, to that Rockets team, and that Celtics team to this Warriors team, but different outcome. Obviously, we knocked off the Warriors. That was fun. But it, it was interesting to hear Pierce's take on that. Like the young, younger team. You know, the the new new guys on the, and you know. They couldn't take care of business going against the veterans, and and yet we we did. So that uh, kudos to us for that. But anyways, that that sixteen game winning streak has us tied for it's like twentieth overall in the top twenty win streaks of all times. If you don't carry them over from season to season, which is nonsense. Couple teams on the list um, that obviously that Warriors team, even though they didn't win the title, they went seventy three and nine. Still be held it as one of the great teams. The ninety five Bulls are on the list. 95 96 Bulls, the 72 and 10 team. They had 18. So the Celtics came too shy of, I mean, one of the greatest teams of all time. And interestingly enough, the, the Celtics show up on this list a bunch of times, most of the during the Russell years. But there's one, there's only one run during the Bird era, which was 81 82. And they ripped off 18. And that second in Celtics history to the 8 09, Garnett, Pierce, I mean, that was the second year after the title. And, I mean, they, they looked every bit like they were going to follow it up with another one until uh, Garnett got hurt. And, unfortunately, we didn't get the three matchups against the Lakers because that would have been nice if they would have had that rubber match. It, interestingly enough, though, the 86 Celtics, one of the greatest teams, <coughs> the greatest team ever, um didn't didn't make the list i thought that was kind of crazy they didn't even they didn't have a 16 game win streak
0: i I don't i I was pretty young when when that was going on but i I was just
1: born that year so i don't i didn't watch it but i mean i'm just (laughs) it just kind of it kind of just struck me you know yeah they weren't even on the list i I recall
0: there there being a fair number of losses that year i i don't really remember too much about that season because i think i was like nine but Mm You know, I I don't remember any buzz about any runs like this,
1: so that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's just interesting to me that, you know, just to put it into perspective of what they did, I mean, there's some great teams that didn't, you know, didn't do that. And they came pretty close to some, you know, some numbers put up from some really, really good teams. So, I mean, with that, where does that put the Celtics now? I mean, we're first place in the entire NBA Four and a half games up on the two seed, who we play tonight, the Pistons, which we'll get into the Pistons a little bit later. Out west, the Rockets, 15 of four, trailed a half a game behind Nems, the Warriors at 15 and five. Um, then there's a little few games before the Spurs, the Timberwolves. Um, in terms of the you know season, Justin, what's the surprises so far for you in terms of the standings as we reached a quarter of the way into the season?
0: Well, we've had a little bit more time for things to kind of regress to the mean and for teams to get closer to where we thought they might be. If you look at the standings a week ago, it was just lunacy. It just made no sense. Just even a week ago. And now we're seeing teams like Cleveland moving back up the standings to the third slot. And that's that's roughly around where I expect them to finish, give or take a slot. You know, teams like Indiana are still wildly outperforming. They were in my mind definitely going to be one of the tanking teams this, this season. And Nate McMillan, as we saw, you know, we'll talk about this, we'll see this more in a minute, he's he's transformed how they play with a lot of the same roster. So that's been having a really big impact. We can dive into that in a second. Miami has been a little bit worse than expected but they were better than we would have liked against us besides that uh houston and golden state are kind of flip-flop where i expect them and there's some clear separation between them and san antonio uh they are getting tony parker back this week so that might be a big boost to them i guess we're gonna have to wait and see how he's doing At worst, he's going to
1: give them at least some some rotation support. i think he's playing tonight I think he's playing his first game tonight.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna get, we're gonna get a crack at that and see where they are in terms of that. They're still out Kawhi, so the fact that they're they're in third place and within striking distance of, of being a contending team, I don't think they're quite there right now. I think that if they can get Kawhi back, then we have basically those three teams: Houston, Golden State, San Antonio, and Boston as as definite contending teams across the league. The Cavs, I think, still need to make a move.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I expect the Cavs to be there, and I I think they'll I think they'll finish the two seed because I don't think the Raptors are as good as everybody else does. I think, well, you know, maybe they could overtake them just because. I guess it depends on Isaiah how long he's out and how well he, um, you know, what the kind of boost that he's able to give them when he comes back. I mean, we know we know how good Isaiah is, but we'll see how well he fits um, when he doesn't have the ball in his hand so much because he's not going to with LeBron. Um, It's going to be definitely different. I mean, we know Kyrie can do both roles, but, um, you know, Isaiah had the ball in his hands most of the time last year, so. As for the Wizards, I I didn't buy into them. I I thought they just went through the offseason and didn't improve at all, and while other teams got better, I mean, some teams got worse, but... I I mean, they they're gonna ride and die by what John Wall and Bradley Beale do and and that's it, really. I mean they have no I, I yeah. They're not gonna beat you up on the boards. They're not gonna, you know, unless they're hot scoring, they're not they're not a defensive powerhouse. They're not gonna move move you around, uh, they're not gonna dictate their will on you. They'll if if Beale and John Wall score or have big games, you know, they're they're in it, you know, and they can do that a lot of times. But as far as like when the playoffs roll around in seven game series, I mean you saw what happened in that game seven. We had Kelly Olynyk outplay John Wall in the fourth quarter because John Wall was completely out of gas. I mean, he asked for out of that game. He came out and they put him right back in. It doesn't always work, you know, unless you're LeBron James. You know, that guy's, but he's superhuman.
0: I'm actually kind of surprised by how Oklahoma City and the Clippers are, are doing, which is stupid because I shouldn't be. I myself was very critical about how Oklahoma City was going to make three, three of the worst ball stoppers in the league share the ball. And that's more or less exactly what they're dealing with. And the Clippers, we all knew that they were a glass team to begin with. And they're even more of a glass team than we suspected though. Weirdly enough, Blake Griffin has been the healthy rock for them this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, um, but how long will that last, you know? Um, and, and how long is Doc going to last? I know we had this on the list of things we wanted to talk about. Um, Clippers, struggling. I mean, I, I don't think anyone thought them to be world beaters, but uh, if they don't make the playoffs, I mean, Doc's probably gone, right? I mean, you look at the Western Conference, right? And let's take, just looking at it overall. So, the Rockets and the Warriors up top. I mean, we kind of figured, and, and the Spurs and, you know, uh, the Timberwolves Wolves having a good year, 12-8. and eight, um, Trailblazers. Uh, so, right now, those top five teams, I would, they're all locks for the playoffs barring, you know, some kind of... Um, I disagree. You, which one? Who's who, who would you disagree with? I think
0: the Blazers particularly, I think the Blazers are doing really well. Like, they basically done with a three-guard rotation using mostly... Um, Shabazz Napier or Pat Connaughton to to fill in and have Evan Turner move to the second unit. That's been behind a lot of their success because they just overpower teams in the first unit. I don't necessarily trust, like, I think that between Connaughton and Napier, they're going to be able to scrape up a third a third guard who's going to be competent on a fairly consistent basis. But someone's going to end up getting hurt, and the Western Conference is just too competitive.
1: I look at the other teams here, and I mean, right now, the Nuggets, I mean, they're they're playing pretty well, I guess, you know. Um, yeah, well, so that's obviously going to, you know, that's, that's tough. The Pelicans, I still don't know what to make of them. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't really seen, I've only seen a couple of Pelicans games. Um, you know, they're an interesting matchup because they're so different than most teams with the two big guys. But um, you know, I'm not sold on them making the playoffs. I mean, the Jazz are are probably overachieving right now at nine and eleven, and they're the eighth seed right now in the in the Western Conference. Um, and the Lakers at eight and eleven are the nine seed. Uh, well, they're tied with the Thunder. But um, I, I imagine the Thunder. I, I just don't. Of all the teams that I see there, I mean. You know, I, I imagine the Thunder will probably write the ship and at least make the eighth seed, right? I think. I, I don't even know, though. I, I, suspect, no. I suspect
0: they will make the playoffs. I don't know how far they'll get in them with
1: that lineup. No, I mean, well, if they're going to be towards – I imagine they're in the bottom half, right? So – Chances are they're going to be matched up with the Rockets, the Warriors, or the Spurs, right? Unless they somehow land the five seed.
0: I, I don't I don't expect them to get higher than the 5th seed, and I really don't think they're going to get higher than the 7th seed. I think the Clippers might be able to fight their way in if they can stay relatively healthy. I think there's a shadow's chance in hell Memphis might be able to right the ship, but with Conley also looking at a significant...
1: Oh, they, they're 1-9 they're in their last 10, I think they're... <laughs> I think they're dead, I think wants out now um which was is an interesting thing uh he's you know he's signed at max money for like three years he's gonna be thirty five at the end of that making like twenty five million so I don't know how much sense I don't know what they're gonna be able to get for him, right that much. Yeah, exactly. Um, remember, just like last year, everyone was saying how bad we should have gotten Marcus all.
0: Yeah, and like Marcus all really, you know, he did the the thing that a lot of older bigs should be really paying attention to developing an outside shot. But you know, not everyone can do that, and it's great if you have an outside shot. But once your body starts getting so old that you can't
1: get the outside shot off, he doesn't have much lift anymore. Uh... Now, now, how about this? You, now, granted, the top three, four teams in the West are some of the best teams in the NBA. But when you look at the rest of the Western Conference, it's not the murderer's row that it used to be, right? We went So we went over those five teams. Well, at you, so you say four. I say five uh, teams that are like, you know, lock playoff teams that are solid. And everybody else is kind of meh, right? And then you look at the Eastern Conference. sorry, So we have Celtics. I mean, the Pistons. I don't know what to make of them. They're playing really well.
0: I feel like it's a bit of a mirage.
1: Yeah, and you can't tell me that Avery Bradley is making that big of a difference. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Avery, but he is not, you know, he's not taking a team from out of the playoffs to the number two seed in the East. No way.
0: No, and he's working through a groin injury right now. He might not even play against us when he comes, depending on how things go. Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a shame. Anyways, so Pistons, whatever. I, I they're gonna They'll probably be a playoff team at the rate that they look right now. We'll see. Um, but Celtics, Cavaliers, Raptors, uh, Wizards, Heat, Seventy um, Sixers playing pretty well right now too. They look like a playoff team. I mean, we all we both already said the Pacers um, are probably overachieving quite a bit right now.
0: We're going to talk about more about a, a concrete example of it when we get to this week's
1: games. But yeah, so I mean, speaking of the games, why don't we get to the games? Because I want to talk a little bit about you know what happened over the week. Uh, We had the Mavericks game on Monday um, that Kyrie almost dropped the 50 spot. Uh, Barnes had a big game, too. He dropped 31, right? It was a game that we should have won hands down, and yet somehow at the end, we had to – Kyrie had to bail us out down the stretch, if I remember correctly. Then we went into Miami on Wednesday. Streak came to a close. We were down big. What was – I mean, we were down by what? As much as 18. Uh, Made a little run at the end to try and get in it. Didn't happen. We kind of got out-muscled in that game. they, they crushed us on the boards, which is something that hasn't, you know, hasn't been happening this year. Shocker. Knock on wood. You know, eventually we we're gonna have a letdown. It was interesting enough though. We had the full squad for that game, if I'm not mistaken. Everybody was healthy. Bob Sands Hayward, obviously. I was gonna say yeah, yeah. But um, and then um, you know, then we rolled into Friday night Orlando, which was a complete massacre. I mean, we, we led by as many as 32, uh, coast to coast. And it was the best green envy I've done this year. Definitely. Those Orlando fans have given up some hilarious, hilarious stuff in that one. I mean, they were, they were, <laughs> they, were out from the jump pretty, 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 cool. But, uh, check out that green envy. If you haven't, that Orlando one that came out, I think it was Saturday morning. I posted it cause it was, it was hysterical. Kyrie had 30 that night shot 60%. And, he's shooting so so he's shooting his highest field goal percentage of his career right now right but his his three point shooting is down yeah and even if his assist numbers i mean even if he's not averaging like 10 assists a game what people need to understand is too and, and granted you know they don't keep track of this but the Celtics get a lot of hockey assists and i know this might sound stupid but Kyrie dishes to somebody who dishes to somebody else for the open man. I mean, if Kyrie dishes to Al Horford and he dumps it off to somebody on the side, which is, you know, why Al gets racks up a lot of um, assists, you know, the, the team ball movement, you know, it, it doesn't mean Kyrie doesn't have to have 10 assists to be distributing the ball properly. Right. So, you know, they're moving the ball. Guys are getting open. Guys aren't worried about the stats. They're just worried about finding the open shooters. It's not one guy, you know. It's not Steve Nash. It's not Rondo that's like, you know, setting up guys necessarily. But the team ball movement. I mean, you watch; they'll they'll throw it. They'll get it. They'll work it through five guys to find the open shooter. Uh, it's it's a it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, Al Horford has been picking up a lot of that slack
0: too. I mean, in the Orlando game alone, he had ten assists, which I think is a tie with his career high, or one short of it, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, and I'm. I mean, they were just tearing apart that that Orlando defense you know that did they looked totally overmatched and oh and Friday night was the debut of the black jerseys which we're undefeated right now so which leads us into the game against the Pacers now I didn't see this game at all so uh I'll, I'll hold comment here but from what I understand Marcus Smart shot seven for eight right as bad as he's been shooting the ball, he's going to level out a little bit. At least more towards his numbers. I mean, he's, he's, he's not a great shooter, but he's not going to be this bad. I mean, he'll be, you know, not at least not as bad as he's been the last couple weeks. If he's shooting bad, his shooting numbers are down, maybe it means we get to hang on to him at the end of the year because he won't be making a fortune uh, on the open market. But that remains to be seen. As for the week ahead, tonight we've got the avery Rally return games coming to the Garden. Anyone that's going to the game tonight, expect a nice uh, little tribute video. Probably whether he plays or not, I would imagine, right? Uh, I didn't know he was even questionable, but um, if he is, even if he's on the bench, I'm sure they'll still um, celebrate his time with the Celtics. I think a big test for the Detroit team that we were just talking might be uh, a little smoke and mirrors right now. Then we've got Philly on Thursday. Uh, that's got to be a national TV game, right? That must be a TNT. They thought that was going to be the Tatum versus Fultz match.
0: Yep, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Unfortunately, there is a very small chance Fultz might be coming back, but he is still being estimated about a week away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably Fultz out, but hopefully we get to see Simmons and Embiid this time. It'd be nice to see rookie of the year top two candidates right now in uh, Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum. We'll see how that works out. Then we've got Phoenix. Is that Sunday?
0: That would be the
1: 2nd of December, I'm... That's Saturday. So, Phoenix at home again. So this this whole stretch is at home. Phoenix is not playing very well. adults should take care of business there. So, yeah, I, I would say 2-1 and one at worst on the week. We could be sitting here looking at a 5-game win streak and on our way to getting back to our, our uh, 16-game spot there at the end of the week, too. So... Um, hey, guys, check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We've got a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store. You can even grab tickets to the next game under that heading. We've got three home games this week, so it's plenty for you to check out. You can find the pod on Vlog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure to let us know in the comments on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to bring you guys the coverage you want, the way you like it from myself and Justin. We'll catch you guys later.